like pokes he bit him or doink him. I didn't know if he yeah. poked him in the <laughs> eyes or <laughs> bit for a doink. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the TMNT Shellcast. I'm your host for today, John, and with me, as always, are my brothers, Andrew. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And Chris. What's going on, everyone? So we got a, a good a good show lined up uh, for everyone today. As a quick reminder, we have set up all of our social media accounts um, that you can find at TMNT Shellcast on Twitter, Instagram, and now live on TikTok. Well, not live on TikTok, but we're on TikTok now. Zero videos posted so far, but we got big plans coming. Uh, podcast is also available on all major platforms, Spotify, which is my preferred platform, Apple, Google, Amazon, Anchor. Um, and yeah, we also, Andrew has had the liberty and, and time to create a very fantastic website, tmntshellcast.com. Has an old school retro feel to it, has links to all of the clips <clears throat> for all segments that we're doing. Um, so if you guys want to go into historical archives and see um, anything, really, you can go in there and it's really one easy click. And then included within that, too, is a link to our listener voice messages, our TurtleCom voicemail. So I went through today to do a little trial run, but it's really easy. A couple of clicks, record a message, send it to us. We really want interaction with listeners and we can, you know, answer questions, talk about any prompts that you guys might have or might put in there. So really looking forward to getting some of that started. Yeah, I did a, I did a little test uh, voicemail last week. Pretty simple, especially on your phone. I think you just need to set up an account with Anchor. Uh, you grant access to your mic, you record, you hit send, and you're done. Yeah. Uh, and I, I put that link. I put that link right under the logo on the website so it's at the very top it's a green button it says leave turtlecom voicemail click on that if you want or there's a link directly in the show notes for every episode i will also add one more spot to find us is on youtube i actually just subscribed myself so credit to me for doing that late but um <laughs> all episodes we have a sweet new background on the stream and just got his own green screen so he's got Actually, he's got a character from uh, today's show on there, which is pretty cool. But um, if you want to actually look at what we're doing, you can check us out on YouTube. Yeah, we upgraded. It's been a little cashola. Now we got a little scrolling banner at the bottom that has all the socials. We got our logo from our fantastic designer. And Rez, uh, yeah, yeah, Rez, yeah, we're we're ready to go. We're like real deal. This is episode number 10 for anybody. So 10 is like... You know what they say when you turn 10, you're almost a teenager. So not quite there yet, but we're getting there. So this is fun. We're, this is like the real deal. We're on a schedule here. We're, you know, we got people yeah. listening to the podcast. So, you know, it. so we've, uh, we're doing our part. If you could do yours, uh, you know, tell a friend that's probably the biggest thing right now is just word of mouth advertising. So if you could pass along the information uh, about the show, or if you want to be super aggressive, take your friend's phone subscribe to the podcast or subscribe to the channel on YouTube. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. 
really appreciate, um, you know, five-star reviews on any website or podcast platform that you listen to. And if you don't want to leave a five-star review, then you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I will be leaving us five stars at the end of the show. So we rock it to the top of the, uh, the podcast charge, but yeah. Anyways. So yeah. What else is going on with you guys this week? So I was in, uh, I was in Mammoth on my annual ski trip. We played Shredder's Revenge, a six-way Shredder's Revenge local play. Wild. I will say, after playing that game in its entirety, and I think it was over two nights, uh, the bad guy difficulty levels are not consistent. So some some are softballs, and then the last level is impossible. I mean, we got stuck on that last level too with with Krang and then Shredder. Mm Mm-hmm. Very tough. Super Shredder. Very tough. Yeah, this is the Shredder's Revenge that was released for the Nintendo Switch, I believe, last year at some point. But is it a remake of the old video game? Right? It's not just a... It's not a remake. It's it's inspired by the Hyperstone Heist and Turtles in Time, uh, you know, games of, of the 90s. So inspired by that, they pulled some elements from there, but it's a brand new game. Yeah, we'll say you two are just button smashers. You gotta I'm like the strategy guy. I got the worst characters. I'm trying to figure out how to beat the bosses. I'm healing people as they're down, so I'm the unsung hero of this group. Well, it reflects because your favorite character is Mikey, and he's as we'll see again, the worst fighter of the turtles. So it all <laughs> makes sense. Um all right. Well, I disagree with that because he had uh, some shining moments this episode uh but let's get into it so episode recap uh this week we're continuing our review of the 1987 tmnt turtle or the tmnt cartoon series season two episode five entitled curse of the evil eye original air date october 29th 1988 so we got a lot to get into we got a episode recap we'll do a reptile draft turtleisms uh, and then we'll do the usual villain rankings, pizza time. Um, and speaking of pizza time, pizza time, Andrew had the fortune of somehow, whether it was rigged or not, rolling pepperoni as his pizza. So he's cooked that up and we're uh, we're ready for uh, for pizza time. And keen, keen viewers will have noted that pepperoni was on the wheel twice last week. I don't know if that was intentional rigging to increase his odds or if it was... <laughs> An accident, but either way, there were two pepperoni slots I caught as I was rewatching the episode. Yeah, there were two because there were pepperoni was mentioned twice in two different episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was that was very intentional. Pepperoni. Wow. Oh, what are those? What's that extra seasoning that appears to be on? Wow, it's see through. It's it's see through. Um, So I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because today I switched it up. I went wild Mike's personal pepperoni ultimate pepperoni pizza wow nice job mike uh became a big brand a big fan of the brand during covid when pizzas were like five dollars for like a huge biggest pizza you could get a little bit higher now but still quality the reason there is and it's hard to see because of my green screen but reason there is italian herbs uh parmesan cheese and hot red peppers is because that's what is included in wild Mike's 
ultimate pepperoni pizza box. So I'm eating it as if the chef would intend, Chris. <laughs> well, I believe the the thought behind the segment is that we eat it as the turtles ate it. John Everyone rightfully took one. a beating after his dessert pizza fiasco. So Andrew apparently rules for thee, but not for me. Seems to this be adding is, toppings each each time he has to eat a pizza. This is how... Is my screen lagging? No, you're good. Okay, this is how New York pizza is eaten. Well, that's up for debate. I don't know if we have any New Yorkers listening, <laughs> but bending I, I guess a gentle bending of the rules appears to be in order for Andrew. Wow, I'm, <laughs> unbelievable. Chris is angry. Everyone gets I'm one. I'm the you only get... one eating pizzas, and I'm getting screwed on the pizza wheel. I'm eating a liver, powdered liver with no additives. Andrew gets wheat germ, and he's dressing it up like he's at Pizza by the Slice in New York. <laughs> All right, break the rules. If you're not breaking the rules, you're not trying. All right, well, I'm coming in next week with a uh, everything pizza with nothing on it. <laughs> All right, Andrew, how was, that, how was that? How was Ultimate Mike's pepperoni pizza? I give it a 9 out of 10. Wow. The only reason I don't give it a 10 is because I like cheese more than pepperoni, but all round, excellent. Two weeks see of dud f- pizzas. I'm sure I'll get screwed when I spin the wheel this week. See the the funny thing about pepperoni pizza is that it also has cheese on. Pepperoni pizza is probably the most popular pizza, right? You would uh, say probably, yeah, yeah. I think so. More than We're, cheese, uh, I don't know. Cheese might be more popular. <clears throat> The wife, the wife's a big fan of pepperoni and mushrooms, so we get a lot of pepperoni mushroom pizza. Ooh, nice Cheesy mushroom combo. I don't think I've ever heard it before. Really? Just pepperoni and mushroom? Oh, and cheese and sauce and all. Yeah, obviously, but, but yeah, just pepperoni mushroom. So good, Chris. I'm gonna finish this slice. <laughs> all right. Well, while while Andrew is finishing that delicious pepperoni style pizza this week was valentine's day so shout out to all the valentines out there um we had a little discussion offline about favorite candies or just how to eat candies andrew came in hot with freezing the cat the cadbury egg the cream eggs i assume freezing the cadbury cream eggs. so maybe talk talk to us a little bit about that yeah i was introduced to it a few years ago uh, by my significant other I was skeptical at first because I thought, how can you take a candy that's so perfect and make it better? But I think it does. So does the filling not get frozen solid? It's, um, it's kind of like if you can imagine freezing mashed potatoes, they do get, they do get solid, but it's still kind of, um, in a, I don't even know what you call it. Whatever the mashed potato consistency form is, like a sockwood. That's the worst sell job I've ever heard of. <laughs> wanting to eat candy. Yeah. Yeah, it don't... tastes like frozen mashed potatoes. <laughs> no, I said the consistency is like frozen frozen mashed potatoes. Even that sounds gross. Or frozen like Cool Whip. It's like that. It's a, It's not quite a solid, but it's not quite you know, unfrozen either. Yeah, frozen Cool Whip, I do know a little something That's like that. the... <clears throat> the first time I ever had frozen grapes. You ever had a frozen grape? I thought <laughs> the frozen grapes were just going to turn into ice cubes, but they don't. 
It's not, it's like, it's crazy. Why? Have you seen where they coat, you coat it in like Kool-Aid powder and then you freeze it? I think it's a Southern thing. That sounds delicious. And then yeah, you just wet a grape, in wet a grape, coat it in Kool-Aid powder and then freeze it. It's supposed to be like, tastes like candy. I haven't had it, but it sounds good. I mean, it's just like a sugar covered grape now. Yeah, John, that's, <laughs> yes. But you can say that about anything. Just It's just the ingredients. Yeah. We're also, yeah, we're getting into the time of year too where the supermarkets, I've noticed they just have a running like sale of candy. It's like Christmas candy, boom, right? It into starts, Valentine's. yeah, it starts way back in uh, Halloween. I think October and then when's, when's Easter, April. So October, April, a solid six months. They just have rotating candy. And what's crazy is you're seeing brands that were historically like one holiday, like Cadbury or um, Peeps. They're now making those versions of the candy for every single holiday. I don't like it. It's too much. Yeah, it is a lot of candy. I didn't have any of the candy hearts this year, though. The little chalk. Gross anyway, the chalk hearts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, we didn't do that. It's like candy corn, just there because of legacy, not because they taste good. I would say Valentine's Day, probably the worst candy holiday because the, like jelly beans, it's hard to have a bad jelly bean, but there's so much inconsistency in the different brands. And same with the like the really cheap chalk hearts are terrible. The ones that are like the name brand version are bearable. I think Easter is better than Halloween. That might be a bold take. Easter has the best candy. What Easter the has fuck? the best candy. I agree. What? Yeah, How? Cadbury eggs, top tier. And then also Reese's eggs are better than a normal Reese's. But Reese, they make... And Starburst jelly beans, the yeah. best Starburst jelly bean of beans, all yeah. time. I don't know. That's a hot take. Name, me a, name me a better top three, John. Then Starburst jelly beans. What did you say? Cadbury cream eggs and... Reese's egg. Reese's egg. The Reese's peanut butter eggs? Yeah. So uh, Christmas, I feel like, is good because it has the Reese's peanut butter trees. Same exact yeah. thing. Which is good, but worse fun. than the egg. Everyone knows that. I don't like the peanut butter in the egg. I like it better in the tree. I also will counter... I, I like the peppermint bark. Like... <clears throat> Um, Peppermint bark's good. Yeah, the square. That's what we've thought about that <laughs> angle. John's <laughs> eating peppermint bark, and I bet Ferrero Fer- Rocher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John's got the big I mean, Christmas tree size one that costs like 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I have those. I have Toblerone, the giant packages. Toblerone are gross. And then um, no, Toblerone's good chocolate. Okay. The um, the lint truffles though, those are also like the pepper. I like the I like a little mint in my chocolate. So. All right. Christmas is up there. So anyways. Okay, let's get into, I already said it, but here's for real. We're getting into the episode recap right now. Boom. Play the music. We open up season two, episode five. We're at the harbor. The turtles pop out of a sewer cap and they are wearing some disguises. They're in construction costumes. They've got the fake beards on. They've got sunglasses and they've got a new machine called the Zarnavometer, which is something that Donnie had put together that is meant to locate this crystal, these crystals. 
yeah, so, so this got... is this is his tracking device version 2.0 from last episode mm-hmm. it looks like he's taking the crystal converger and somehow attached it to a new battery or power source which now allows them to see the direction it says like left or right or straighter behind you so huge yep. upgrade by donnie again crystal converger i didn't know what happened to it after you know the first episode in the string here but it's back it's yeah back, i mean baby. how many of these things can they just keep making it's the Don- same invention he's on like i think it's the third iteration isn't it yeah second or third the first one like they had it just i don't know but this is like I mean, if it doesn't work twice, maybe the third time we do something different here. Donnie's a magician. He's a machine-making magician. Yeah, he's he's been plugging away. Meanwhile, Mikey taking heat from from Raphael on the uh, disguises again. They're going hard hats and coveralls. Raph is not liking the new new disguises. No. I will say, as somebody in the construction world, very accurate costumes. The beard, the hard hat. The only the only thing I noticed you don't typically tuck your pants into your boots. Yeah, that's a OSHA. Isn't that an OSHA violation or something? Yeah, it's more stuff... so you don't get like, especially if you're working in the sewers, so you don't get water or anything into your boots and get your feet wet. Yeah, mm-hmm. but interesting. So we have they have the Zarnavometer, or if, I'm going to call it the Z meter for short because it's a mouthful. And I feel like I always put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. So, uh, to Mike real, real question is it Zarnoth or Sarnoth? Sar with the S. I had to Google the, the episode script basically. Yeah, I see. So here's my thing about that the captions, which I always watch shows with captions now, subtitles rather. It says Zarnovometer, but when I saw our Twitter account tweet Sarnoth, I was like, how do we get that wrong? But then I looked up the script and I looked on Turtlepedia and it was Sarna. So now I'm just confused. Yeah, Turtle Turtlepedia has it with an S. I think the trans actual transcript is a Z. That's what I noticed. Yeah. So what's the I thought there was an episode wasn't there an episode title? No, because they're all like evil eye of oh yeah, well, actually was there? Eye of Zarnoth? It's an S. John, the subtitles are like computer AI generated. Yeah, I know, but Zarnoth official. I know, but you think they would be? Andrew said he looked up the transcript. No, yeah, it was a Z. Lie. I think he was just rattling off the cuff and said something that wasn't true. No. Anyways, I'm I'm calling it the Z meter for purposes of my discussion, so you all bow to my greatness. So they got the Z meter. We then are um, moving to a scene where Baxter pops up from. We're now in a little dinghy in the ocean here. Baxter has been trolling the bottom of the ocean to find the third crystal. He pulls up a bag. He's wearing an old school, like deep sea scuba costume that has like the metal helmet. So you don't get crushed at really deep depths, but he pops up, throws a bag into the boat. And then we get a, a little shot of shredder who is wearing the yellow rain jacket with the yellow hat on like classic. It's raining outside that what's that English bear's name? Paddington. Paddington. Yeah, it's like a Paddington. He looked outfit. like he, he looked, looked like, like the, the Morton's sea salt guy. Yeah, the, the yeah. Gorton's fish guy. Oh, Gorton's. Yeah, yeah, from no. the fish stick bag. Those might be two different people that are the same, Andrew. Yeah. Morton's salt is a is a little girl. 
jumping yeah. over. All right, it's the fish. It's the fish stick right. guy then. Yeah, it's the yellow box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which just That's continues it. the run of Shredder in incredible, for no reason, disguises. He's out on a boat in the middle of the river. No need to wear that. But yeah, yeah, it's great. great. Yeah, and the crazy thing they said did they say river, and then it looks like the ocean. Well, I think it's the ocean because they roll up the to Hudson. a ship later on. Okay, so, the, oh, so New York River, is yeah, where yeah, the yeah. Hudson dumps into the ocean. Okay, that's you, fair. You right, that challenge people. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. Okay, yeah. So they throw up a bag that has a fish in it. Baxter says, hey, the crystal's in here. It's actually inside the fish. Shredder gets a little water spit on his face, but then they find the elusive third crystal, which is just go time for Shredder. So the cut back to the turtles, they're back at the pier. They know somehow, or they're just assuming that Shredder's found this third fragment. So they're very concerned about what he's going to do with it. We go then, <clears throat> Baxter and Shredder roll up to a, a big ship that's docked or you know, moored at the pier that has a for sale sign on it. So theoretically abandoned. But they roll up to it. Um, Baxter drops off Shredder. And then Shredder's like, I'm hungry. Go get me some lunch, you little baby. And Baxter's like, all right, whatever. I'll go get some lunch. So then he rows away. Shredder then starts to fuse the three crystals together to put onto his helmet. He's on the phone with Krang at this point, explaining that he's got the third crystal. Um, and then we, the scene, we get a picture of Shredder without his helmet on, which I don't know if we've gotten that yet. This might be the first time they've got a helmetless. Since he's Ben Shredder, I think there yeah. was a episode one or two. There was the cutaway to when he was still Rokusaki. Yeah. Without a helmet. But yeah, helmetless Shredder. The crazy thing is, how is his under, like that lower mask that goes over his mouth? It kind of looks like it's fabric. Like it goes all the way around. I was confused on what was going on there and the fact that those weren't somehow connected or hinged. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Rocking the buzz cut. Shout out Shredder, stand strong. And also the ship so far, the coolest hideout that they've had. They're out of the abandoned warehouse motif and they're into the abandoned ship thing, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I think too, a little bit of foreshadowing in the scene. So you hear Baxter kind of complaining as he's sent away by Shredder. Some, you know, kind of the, the classic, um, you know, I'm going to show him thing going on. So We'll see how that plays out this episode. It's yeah. been building for a while. There's been a lot of animosity and you know rejection from Baxter's side, whether it was Omnis and getting frustrated or jealous of the AI shredder and the back and forth there. So yeah, Baxter, he's, he's ready to blow. He is. So Baxter is rolling or rowing up to the pier. He hops off. Um, the turtles end up finding Baxter just walking, roaming. He's got a, his little bag of food on him. But he turns around once he spots them and then burns off their costumes with a flamethrower, which is aggressive. Now that the turtles have been derobed and they're just now the turtles, there's a couple construction workers that are basically like, hey, those are the turtles. They're criminals. Let's nab them. We might get some reward. And then <clears throat> in this sort of, you know, scene, Baxter scurries off as he's the turtles are dealing with these construction construction workers. Yeah, yeah he had like the uh, Google glasses there or some reflective glasses. 
it seemed a little bit overkill just for essentially luring the turtles like two steps forward to them yeah. be flame flamethrowed. But uh, yeah, off to a strong start, I will say. Finds the crystal piece, discovers the turtles. He's just he's a machine. He gets lunch. We um we find out that he he picked up Chinese food for lunch, which I thought was a great move. I've heard very good things about New York Chinese food. Some say it's the best. It's the worst. You've oh. heard wrong. I've it's also terrible. heard. Well, I've heard it's been it's good. Chinatown, New York City is yeah. unlike any other. Their Chinese takeout is bad. Maybe like authentic Chinese food. They don't have crab rangoon. No, I'm talking about Chinese takeout. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, well, I, I mean, everyone's, you know, everyone is partial to their own Chinese. Takeout. John, no Rangoons. I don't know if you heard me say that. <laughs> <laughs> there are none. I would literally kill somebody for a crab Rangoon. That's how much I love them. Yeah. Terrible. So good. So, so good. Um, anyway, so we got our first fight scene of the episode. The turtles are taking on these two construction workers. So, um, you know, they hop out of this crane, they roll a wooden barrel that immediately Mikey sort of hops on and is rolled away on this wooden barrel, which is not a great look for him. Um, <clears throat> Leo eventually saves Mikey by slicing the barrel in half. And then um, I think Mikey then throws his nunchuck at a charging construction worker who then trips and sort of ties him up. He lands into a net full of fresh fish at that point. So that's one guy down. The second construction worker hops into a crane and starts swinging a claw around, which Donnie narrowly avoids. And then Raph throws his side to sort of pin the lever on the crane back so that it stops. And then Donnie hops in, um, kicks the guy with his bow, who then also lands in the fish pile. And then I think Raph ties him up and has a line about <clears throat> making a net profit. So, a decent fight scene. I would say nothing spectacular, but... Yeah, Mikey, again, I said it earlier, oldest trick in the book, the barrel roll, immediately taken out. Yeah. Not a good showing. But he then shows his prowess with the nunchuck throwing, as we learned last episode, he's a wizard with. Yeah, yeah that's all he does. Do something his, else. Yeah, his nunchuck tosses are, are pretty solid. But yeah, just a very cliche. I mean, we've seen we've seen this sort of fight scene a few times where the turtles are using their weapons in a deadly manner against the inanimate objects. So. Yeah. Yeah. So in this, so meanwhile though, Baxter scurries away as, as the turtles are being pursued. So he's yeah. off to grab lunch, right? Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Important to note too, as the turtles are in this scuffle, Donnie drops the Z meter or the S meter, the Sarnath vomiter. And Baxter picks it up, so he now is in possession of really the turtle's only way that they can find this third crystal. Um, so, <clears throat> oh wait, no, maybe that's wrong. No, Andrew, cut this. Yeah, cut that. Yeah, I you fucked that up. Yeah, 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 I did. John erasing yeah. John. <clears throat> John erasing yeah. his fuck. <laughs> Take it out, <laughs> or you can keep it in. I don't really care. They, they okay. They get into a fight. Baxter gets away. Yeah, they they actually use the the Zarnavometer to find Shredder, so that gets them back on track, so they can relocate where Shredder is. So the turtles uh, bust open the door to the abandoned ship, where Shredder is. He puts on his helmet with the crystals, 
And then in, I don't really know how he would know this, but basically he says with the three crystals, I now have the, the power that is the most, you know, powerful thing on earth, which allows him to transform or create any substance into whatever he wishes. And he has the ability to control whatever he creates with his mind. Which, yes, yeah, so when the alien said, like, you'll have untold power, this delivers. Like, that's a legitimate weapon to have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm just still amazed Baxter could calculate the location of all these crystals based on the trajectory of the spacecraft he never saw. So, definitely got to give it up to Baxter. Um, but yeah, ton of power. I still don't think shredder like anyone really realizes yet how powerful it is because um that leads us into the next scene here where your yeah. boy uh baxter s is rolling back with the chinese food takeout a single box yeah yeah single, single box. box not sure what's in it obviously no goons maybe yeah. poo-poo platter <laughs> maybe maybe poo-poo mm. for two i enjoy the poo-poo yeah it's got a little bit of everything <laughs> <laughs> The poo-poo is good. The poo-poo is for you, you. So, <clears throat> yeah, Baxter has the single box of Chinese food. Shredder, in his, you know, ability with this new crystal, takes the red dragon that's on the Chinese takeout box and then turns it into a real dragon. So he creates this thing. It's life-size. It's huge. Um, Donnie, this is where Donnie drops the zarna vomiter as they're sort of battling this dragon at the start and that's when baxter gobbles it up but in order to <clears throat> combat this dragon leo hops on its head mikey hops on the tail and sort of you know using the horns steers it out of the ship so that they can um, at least spare donnie and raf as they fight shredder but now this dragon is up and flying away um and they're sort of out of the out of the ship at this point yeah, one one thing I will note, he also turned Leo's katanas into ice cream cones. And Leo drops them and goes, Oh, gross. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing to say when you're holding ice cream cones. Chocolate and vanilla, I think, too, on top yeah. to boot. Not not weird flavors. Just I love Leo, but that's not a good look when you're just you're grossed out by an ice cream cone. Well, they were also eating pepperoni and ice cream pizza at one point. And they didn't, you know, they gobbled that down. Yeah. So it was a weird, I don't know, it was a weird little scene. Maybe he's lactose intolerant, Chris. I mean, if he is, that's a deal breaker for me. I love milk and I love Well, dairy, he has a so. lot of cheese on the pizza, so. True. We did get the theme theme music cues right as I think that dragon emerges or the turtles, you know, draw their weapons onto it. So, yeah. So, yeah. So Shredder's got the power. Um, yeah, Chris, he turns... Uh, katanas into ice cream as Leo and Mikey fly away. He then turns one of Raph's size into a bouquet, just as a power move. Very fitting for Valentine's Day. Very fitting, yeah. Um, so then we get a scene where it's the Channel 6 news van. So April, uh, Vernon, and this new character, a character to be named later, are driving the van. They're looking for this story or looking for a new story, whatever it might be. Um, they see this dragon flying overhead and Blodgett, who is this blonde 
nerd at this point who's driving the van. Um, you know, they're pursuing the dragon. I think they, Vern, Vernon tells him to pull over so he can get out, get a shot of this thing. Is like basically don't move, keep the van here. Um, but in a fit of panic, <clears throat> when he sees the dragon flying, Blodgett takes off in the van. He's just scared shitless. Um, Mikey and Leo, they're flying overhead on this dragon. Leo is like, hey, you know, we need to stop this thing. So Mikey takes his nunchuck, throws it, wraps up the dragon's mouth so it can't breathe flames anymore, saving the planet at this point. <laughs> and then he is like, all right, that was good. He crawls up to the head of this thing so they can try to fight it. And then they realize that the dragon, because they're both on its back, it's shrinking the or it's um, dragging down the dragon's not able to support the weight of both Mikey and Leo. Um, so it starts to fall to the ground at that point. Um, Raph and Donnie are fighting Shredder. So they're, you know, one sigh and a bow staff trying to beat him. <clears throat> As they're about to, you know, presumably get their butt kicked, <laughs> Shredder in just an all-time move, takes a step back and almost falls into a pool that's on the ship. So he's like, whoa, whoa. And Raph's like, attack now. So then they, um, I think Donnie maybe throws his bow at Shredder to knock his helmet off. Yep. And by doing so, anything that Shredder has created with his mind with the helmet disappears. Um, so then the dragon disappears. Mikey and Leo are falling out of the sky at that point. Yeah, my one of my favorite parts of the episode, they're falling and they just shout out, Oh, we're falling. They're probably, it looks like a thousand feet up in the sky. Yeah, yeah, right into a pool that happens to be on like the cruise ship. Yeah. I do think this scene, though, it sets us up with like the first rule, I guess, of whatever this, um, you know, Eye of uh, Sarnoth does when you have all three together. So you can create things, but if you're not wearing the, the crystals or the fragments, they disappear. Yeah, so so quite the uh, you know quite the magic trick there. Yeah, which makes sense. Well, at least for this episode. So Shredder's helmet goes flying off. Actually, flies off of the <clears throat> ship and lands on the pier. At that point, um, Mikey and Leo fall directly into the pool. Blodgett, who's driving the van, um, I, don't, I he's driving the van and then like panics something happens where he basically bell rolls outside of the door the van goes plummeting into the river and as he's out of the van he finds the helmet and takes it with him yeah and this andrew mentioned it so we got the first van destruction last episode andrew mentioned that it becomes a recurring theme this it went from like a plausible destruction to this just being the worst he's driving on the pier realizes he's like accidentally running through people and then with about a hundred yards to go instead of just hitting the brake just tucks and rolls out of the van and it goes right into the river yeah not great. Yeah. tough first day for this guy tough tough intern or whatever he is chauffeur yeah yeah so he he gets the helmet the cops show up to the pier the fuzz roll up uh and shred shredder and baxter disappear at this point 
the elusive, um, but they've got no helmet. They do have the Zarnavometer, and they've escaped the turtles um, at this point. But yeah, pretty pretty action packed episode so far. Um, with more to come. But before we get into more, we're going to do a reptile draft. So reptile draft, I believe, Andrew, we have a wheel or a random generator that will determine who goes first. Is that right? That is correct. Let me load that. Ooh, is this? I didn't know this was a thing. Is this That's a secret? I, no, it's I, use this, I use this for the first time. I'll share it on the screen so that... I don't uh, recall this being used. He said it. We didn't pull it up, though. Yeah. Because we'll share. Ooh, very nice. So this is our little decider until we've got the Twitter poll. Chris, why don't you tell the listeners about the Twitter poll? Uh, the Twitter poll will be going out the day the episode is released. It'll have all of our picks from the reptile draft. The Are we going to do the loser of the poll spins the pizza wheel? Is that how we want to do it? Uh, yeah, I think so. So yeah. moving forward, whoever has the least amount of votes in the Twitter poll will be forced to spin the pizza wheel on the next episode. All right. Yeah. So for this one, we've got... Looks like it's me. Andrew's first. Mm, it's been interesting. Again, been again it's like the commissioner second. getting the first pick in a fantasy draft. Yeah. Hmm. Shuffle. Spin again. And again for number two. So number two will be Chris Leo, because it was closer. Yeah. Close start. So this this draft is going to be with the eye of Zarnov crystals and in the spirit of the episode, what would be the best thing that you would transform, create, or imagine using this crystal, but it would need to be in the spirit of fighting the Ninja Turtles. So what would you create with the helmet to fight the Ninja Turtles reptile draft three rounds and just first Europe? All right. <clears throat> This one was actually a little bit tough. Yeah, I agree. I think I've, we've done similar ones <clears throat> with the ultimate rat catcher. And if, um, I think we did an, another reptile draft or Mount Rushmore that was similar. But um, so I kind of leaned into, was inspired by some of the things that happened. So the first thing I would draft is I would turn their, you know, armbands, knee bands, headband, all the bands on their body. So they've got elbow, wrist, um, knee head i don't know if they have ankle i don't think they have ankle but i would turn them all into shackles mm. so right off the bat <clears throat> they would be shackled those would turn into shackles they'd be chained together and you're creating a chain gang of tur <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's I, wow that is very creative i do have to say this was difficult to come up with mm. that was very very well thought out yeah. The only thing is, it's so it just turns into like a chain elbow pad. No, like shackled. So like the two wrist ones would be okay, like it would turn into 
a chain and then it would be shackled. So like they're basically right off the bat immobilized from using their weapons that's or doing good. or doing any, you know, ninjutsu. Yeah. So that's my first pick. Good pick. Okay, Chris, over to you. I have a feeling I'm going to lose this draft. <laughs> but I, so I also, it was such a wide open category. Yeah. That I was struggling because you could think of anything like a giant machine gun just blow their brains out. But I decided to to theme it a little bit. So I, I took a little bit of a different direction and I thought, all right, what is very deadly to a turtle in real life? And the answer is traffic. So I would create a, a busy road with cars that would just crush them and run them over. I like it. Yeah. That was my first one. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty good. I, I do have to say, too, I Googled what is a turtle's weakness. <laughs> and it's a lot of sea turtle yes. stuff that comes up. I didn't I, want sea turtles. So I, I also land turtle weaknesses. I also Googled that. <laughs> Yeah, plastic seems to be yeah, a common yeah. theme in yeah. deforestation. Yeah. Straws, six-pack rings. Yeah, I was going to say, I might, like, do I do I transform, like, into s- plastic six-pack rings and just pollute the Yeah, I just hope they but... swim into one by chance. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. So Chris picks a busy road with cars. Yeah, or trucks. Or traffic. Vehicles. Basically traffic. In a Frogger-style episode. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. I too feel like I will lose this, but I think my first, I had a, my first one. So we all know that these turtles are obsessed with pizza. So I thought to myself, Hmm, what should I do with pizza? Andrew's answer about transforming their wristbands and arm elbow pads into shackles was good. I was originally going to say, do I just create a pizza food truck? that they just get so obsessed with. But I think what I would do is I would transform their weapons into slices of pizza. Also, my fucking cat is going crazy right now. <laughs> he's just sprinting in and out of my room. Because he knows you're about to talk about Mortimer yeah. skin. Yeah. Crazy. Sorry. So I, I think I would transform their weapons into slices of pizza. One, to disarm them, and then also just to hope that it distracts them while I, while I run away. What are your thoughts on that? I like the Not weapons. Yeah, I had I had weapons, transforming weapons on my list. I had them into super glue though, instead of pizza. But I think pizza, mm-hmm. pizza would yeah. be uh, just as good. Yeah. Okay. So that was my first pick. My second pick, I I think what I would do is I would transform the battlefield into a corn maze, just so that it's difficult to navigate and to get to. And, you know, it's, it basically allows you to sort of escape them at this point. So I'm picking transform battlefield into corn maze. I just hate to point out that they all have sharp, although I guess if you've transformed their weapons into pizza, this might not matter, but they could just cut the stocks down. They could walk through them, John, (laughs) not a permanent barrier. I'm sorry. I mean, like whatever, Uh, Angie, I'm sure you got corn mazes out there in Idaho. But like, you can't just walk through the freaking walls. Have you been in a corn maze? Yeah, you no. very much can walk through the walls. Well, not in this corn maze. <laughs> <laughs> Never-ending corn maze. Anyways, those are my two picks for now. Yeah, that was a bad pick. 
Um, my next pick, and tell me if you want to veto this because it's somewhat similar to John's. I too, so I, I my first pick, how do you kill a turtle? Great. Second pick, how do you distract a teenage turtle? I also thought of pizza, but I don't want to turn their weapons into pizza. I want to feed them a pizza that will kill them. So I, I did some research. What is very poisonous to turtles? Tomato vines. So I'm going to give them a pizza with some tomato vines on it, and they'll eat it and die. <laughs> so I've I've already I've got the t te- I've got the turtle death planned. I've got the teenage turtle death planned. So you see the theme forming here. <laughs> That's fine. It's terrible. It's like if I mean, it could look they're like just basil. not going to eat the pizza. You don't know. You don't know what it is. Basil. Tom- tomatoes are sneaky. Like a killer of a lot of animals. Aren't tomatoes yeah. bad for dogs too? Or tomato sauce? Yes, the 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 leaves. There's something in the leaves and the vines that's not good for pets. Yeah. So that's my right. plan. A little basil, maybe it's a tomato leaf down the hatch, and then wait for however long it takes for that to happen to kill them. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it's swift. They're also that's a that's a long. It's like those. Uh, <laughs> didn't, that part I did not research. Like so. how much they actually need to eat of it. Yeah, how much they need to ingest or how long it takes to actually kill them. I'm not clear on. But again, maybe we're playing the long game. They eat it, they win the battle, but they lose the war. Hmm. A little Cinco de Mayo action going on. All right. All right, well, I'm going to go... Uh... Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> that makes no sense. Wasn't, isn't that a holiday that is celebrated because it's a battle that was won, but overall the war was lost? Is that not what Cinco de Mayo? No, the, well, I know the Mexican Independence Day is like not on the 5th of May. But that was a, I'm pretty sure that was a significant victory for the Mexican army or something. I'm sorry, I just couldn't let that comment hang out there because it made no sense. Cinco, I don't know. I'll have to do some research and get back. Yeah. Well, for my last two picks, I'm going to do something that uh, neither of you have thought of so far. I'm going to transform the turtle van into a rock. <laughs> the country? <laughs> oh, nice. That's what I'm doing. I couldn't think of anything clever or funny, so I just went with rock. But... But my theme is also starting to take shape because in my head, I wanted to disarm the turtles. So we know their weapons. They typically use those to escape from being tied up. So I want to tackle their weapons. I want to somehow keep them restrained and then I want to take away their transportation. Hmm. So I don't know if I can piggyback or if it's too close to John, but I would turn, I said, turn their weapons into super glue. That's fine. Yeah, I would either do that or I would do with what Thanos did to Spoiler Alert. Star Lord. Yeah. If you if you've watched was it Infinity War or Endgame? Where he uh Thanos like changes the gun into bubbles and he can't blow Gamora's heads off head off. That's a... Uh, I don't remember. I think that's endgame. So yeah, that's what I'm going with. Infinity War, I think it's one before that. Since I don't know the details, I'm sticking with super glue. Weapons to super glue, bands into shackles, and a van into a rock. 
Those are my three. The last one's just a little salt in the wound. It doesn't really do anything, but you're already <clears throat> defeated at that point. Yeah. Um, all right, my last pick, continuing the theme. We've killed the turtle. We've killed the teenage turtle. How do you kill a ninja? Anyone? You don't. You conjure the end of the feudal system in Japan. So did a little research on ninjas. Very prominent during the feudal period, but at the end, I think it was the Tokugawa dynasty. They fell out of favor. So that's how I would defeat the ninja in them. <laughs> so so what was it? Conjure the end of the feudal The system? end of the feudal period of Japan. Isn't that already over? Yes, it is, John. <laughs> no, I was going to ask the no, same question. Yeah, there are no. There's only two ninjas left, according to an article written in, by so, BBC in 2012. Chris, riddle me this. Riddle me this. If you're a good ninja, do you think you would be known that you're a ninja? Yes. No. Because John, and this is where the feudal system comes into play with the National Ninja Database. <laughs> yeah, the, the ninjas. Ninjas were trained through clans. So there were a number of families in Japan that trained in ninjutsu. And they passed the training down through the generations. There are only two of those families left training. And the only two people that know the true ninja arts have passed on the skill. And Yoshi. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I All said right. I was going to lose this draft. That was why. <laughs> I almost texted you, you guys to, to say ninja. It's hard. I almost texted you guys to say, should we change the parameters of the draft? Because I was, I it took me almost four hours to think of these awful, <laughs> these yeah. awful guests, these awful reptile yeah. drafts. I came up with there. four things and they were very bad. Yeah. What's your I know final? what John did. It's when in doubt, just say reptile draft. Yeah. It was suggested. It was a group decision. I thought it would be good until I sat down to think about, and I just was overwhelmed with decisions. You know what would have worked better in this instance? And I just thought of it. I wish I had thought of it before the episode. When you gave us the scenarios and said, how would you resolve this with, Mm. that would have been good for this one. Player select. Yeah, player select. Yeah, a little player select. All right. Well, now we know for next time. Maybe that's episode 13 that I'll be hosting. Um, Okay. So, I'm just going to go off the original list that I had, which was terrible, but because I, I don't have any other decisions, I'm going water cannon. I would transform again. I would John, transform the thing we defeated last episode. What? The fire hose. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know how they tough? beat that. How do they Didn't beat somebody it? have water cannon on their ultimate rat catching yeah, device? Chris did. He, oh, no, Chris. he Chris put it on no, the no, turtle no, van. Yeah, it was on the turtle. What he would add to the turtle line. Oh, yeah. Turtle so I, I forewent the Why would belts. water hurt a turtle? They can swim. A blast of water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. So I had transform weapons into pizza, transform the battlefield into a corn maze. And then just think about this. You pop around the corner of a corn maze, fucking water blast to the face. I mean, that's pretty good to me. So I make a water cannon. Okay, and we'll see what the poll decides. Okay. But I think it's between me and John eating pizza. Yeah, yeah I had um, just to recap. I had uh, turn their armbands, headbands, knee knee bands into shackles. 
turn their turtle van into a rock. I'm the only one that tackled the turtle van. Very important. And uh, turn their weapons into super glue. I had turn or conjure a busy road with vehicles. I had put poisonous tomato plant vines and weaves on a pizza and feed it to them. And I had end the feudal system in Japan. Chris, I will say you're um, as bad as your tomato vine uh, pick was. It does set the stage very well for the next episode, which is the case of the killer pizzas. Ooh. Wow. Chris knows something. Yeah. Wow. And that is the end of the reptile draft. So we will now get back into the episode recap. So Blodgett has the helmet. We are in his apartment now, which is a sad state of affairs. Uh, but he does have a very cute orange cat named Mortimer. So he's been fired. Vernon fires him from his job at the Channel 6 company. So he's sitting in his apartment, very mopey, has lost his sort of dream job, theoretically. And he is wearing this helmet. I will say, too, everyone who wears Shredder's helmet looks badass. It is a great helmet. It is pretty cool. Yeah, it's very angular, very yeah. uh, slanted, like very sh- you know sharp. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, probably one of the, actually honestly one of the better bad guy helmets there is. I think. I agree. Very Tim and Vader, basically Darth Vader is the only other one I can think of. Yeah, maybe should have done a reptile draft of helmets. Um. So he's got this helmet. His cat is sort of meowing at him because he's wallowing in his self-pity. He has a self-help book. That's a book and also an audio book. So he throws on his over-ear headphones, starts listening Which, to this Walkman. Sorry to cut you off, John. Did you guys catch the name of the book? I don't remember it off the top of my head. I remember reading it. It was like something about like how, how to stop being a loser and get your life together. Yeah, so it's the, the title is How to Fix Your Messed Up Life by Walt Kubiak. Do you know who Walt Kubiak is? You know, I saw that and I was like, I wonder if that's a real person. And then I didn't look it up. Yeah. So this is an Easter egg. I actually looked it up. So Walt Kubiak is the supervising producer at Fred Wolf Films. Yeah. Who I was produces gonna... the, um, the episodes. Yeah. I was going to say it must be a producer or something. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool little Easter egg in there. It's funny. So he throws on these headphones, which are basically like, hey, you know, if you want something, imagine it. Um, so he's like, oh, I wish I really had this cool Corvette. And then because he's wearing the helmet with the crystals, anything he imagines appears. So then he opens his eyes and he's in a Corvette or a car and he's just stunned. Um, he then says, oh, I wish, you know, once I complete my comic book collection, then things will really be get going for me. Um, and then all of these comic books appear. So he's got a full comic book collection, got a new car. Things are going well for Blodgett now. Yeah, he seems like the perennial loser. I think he mentions losing another job. So he's kind of this, uh, you know, bumbling fool, can't hold the job down, doesn't have a significant other because he's obsessed with his cat. You know, that sort of, it's, it's setting the stage for that sort of character. But he's also helping the viewer understand the power and some of the constraints of the, um, Sarnoth crystals. Yeah. Yes, he does try to use the helmet to transform 
his gold watch at one point, which he's unable to do. So we do learn a little bit more that the helmet does not work on gold, or we always get a little indication that it doesn't work on gold. Yeah, and that's a callback to, I think, the original Alien when he was talking about, was it, was it episode one or two of season two when that spaceship crashed, mm-hmm. which started us off on this whole you know, miniseries here, but he did mention that there were limitations to the power. So I think we've learned what at least one of those are, which is, or two of them. One is you must be wearing the helmet for whatever you conjure to still exist. And then two is the, um, you know, the gold angle, something's up with gold. We don't know exactly what, but it, it doesn't seem to be responsive to gold. Yep. Um, so the turtles are back in the sewer talking to Splinter, who is telling him, hey, you guys really need to find this helmet and these crystals because the power could just be, you know, unlimited. The turtles then in their attempt, they to sort, you know, to locate this crystal they're They've got new disguises, which I must say are probably my favorite disguises that they've had so far, which is just it's a pizza delivery outfit but it's like a white jumper that's got this cool blue pizza logo on the back um very cool very cool yeah they're going pizza delivery prank 2.0 yeah which uh yeah a few episodes ago that's when they got baxter right in the face with the with the pie yeah so they're they're going back to the well using the same prank hey if it's not broke don't fix it right yeah and i think we get a we we definitely for sure get a scene where mikey's trying to eat one of the props so he opens the pizza box i think it's like groove i can't remember what it said on there but it was like groove pizza looked like cheese to me john i don't know if you want to confirm that or not for the pizza wheel it's confirmed uh, yeah looks like cheese put it on the wheel yeah leo gets pissed because mikey tries to eat it he's like do not eat the props Leo just being his leader self that he is. We are back in Shredder's lair now. Um, We realize he's obviously very mad that he's lost his helmet, which is the power, his all-knowing power. Um, Baxter has the Zarnavometer that he picked up from Donnie way back when on the ship, and he's trying to basically let Shredder know that he has this machine that's able to track down the crystals uh but shredder's like there's just no time for your ridiculous toys like i can't deal with you right now to which baxter then gets a little bit annoyed he's like ridiculous toys i'll show you so he takes the z meter and he goes to find the helmet and the crystals um so blodgett who's been in his apartment generating these comic books and things baxter finds it pretty easily he climbs up the fire escape, busts open the window and is like, all right, I'm taking this thing from you. And he has this crazy gun that like shoots out an arm that's able to wrap up and tie up Blodgett. Um, so he uses this, this gun to sort of tie him up, takes the helmet, um, steals it from Blodgett. Yeah, that, that gun reminded me, it was slightly different, but you know in... Turtles in Time or Hyperstone Heist, whichever one has Baxter, he has the, the same gun, but I think it's like a pink or a purple 
like glob that comes out. So same yeah, idea. It's like a big hand. I was looking at it. Yeah. It was in episode prep. Yeah, it's a hand. So this. Yeah, it's a big like, okay. hand that slaps you around. So obviously inspired inspired from this episode, but this is a hand and a foot. But it's kind of surreal because yeah. it's so. Yeah, the gun. Yeah. Incredibly lame, but the line he has when he's popping through the window. Yeah. Where I forget what is said right before he pops in, but basically his entry line is like, who, what's the guy's name? Uh, Logic. Logic. I think he says, yeah. why is it not working or what's, what's yeah, going like, on? Why can't something? I figure this out? Or he's trying to turn it into gold. And Baxter just pops in the window and goes, because you're an idiot. Yeah. And just and then, like hops in. Yeah. yeah. Guns him with the gun. thing and steals the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's trying to, to transform the gold watch into money. I think he's, he does say like, I can create all the money, which, was a which brought up the fact that Angel wanted to replicate money back in one of our original, yeah, uh, whatever it was reptile drafts, maybe that's a rule for every wish thing ever that you can't make money or generate wealth. Everyone knows that, yeah, Blodgett, you idiot. Um, Baxter takes the helmet and he crawls down, he ties up Blodgett in some rope. Crawls down the fire escape is basically like, all right, I don't need this Zarnavometer meter anymore. So I just throw it in the trash and he sort of skedaddles. Which is the stupidest thing that Baxter has done, I think, in the show so far. He he literally just proved why it's so important to have that thing because he found it and used it to instantly find the helmet. And then he just tosses it in the trash the second he's done with it. Yeah. Yeah, you get a little too, too cocky with the... Uh... The fragments. I think in his mind, he's thinking, now I have this. He's already disgruntled at Shredder. So he wants to demonstrate that he's the superior villain. Um, so yeah, I think his ego just got the best of him. Yeah. But ulti- ultimately, his demise. Yes, it is. Uh, we're back at the pier now. The turtles in their awesome pizza delivery costumes. They have been searching for the crystal for Baxter for the Zarnavometer for three hours and they've they haven't left the pier yet. Yeah. They're three just hours. Hands and knees just yeah. looking on the ground when there's clearly <laughs> if it was there you would see it. Yeah. I was like they said I was just shot I'm like, you guys gotta use a little bit more common sense than this. Like come on. Three yeah hours. or or how does Donnie not have like a backup Apple AirTag on that thing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Design flaw. It is. Baxter is going back to the pier, um, runs into the turtles, and is basically, he's ready to dominate them. He wants to annihilate the turtles at this point. He's so roid raged out. He's got this helmet. He's ready to go. He wants to create an edifice that matches his genius. So he uses the helmet to create the Taj Mahal right on the pier. Yeah, just big swinging dick Baxter. <laughs> Again, somebody to bump into him when he's walking down the street. So he can just ruin their life. Yeah. And the Taj yeah. Mahal is just a very interesting... Yeah. You know, he wants to get palace or whatever, but it's just a, it's a funny thing of all the things you could make. You just create the Taj Mahal. Yeah. Yeah, and if that prompted me to Google, I mean, obviously, I, I've heard of the Taj Mahal. I don't really know much about it, but it was like any impressive ancient building. It was a tomb. 
mm-hmm. for like a queen or a king or something like that in, in India. So kind of ironic that he creates a tomb and then ultimately suffers defeat in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I found it kind of fitting Yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. The Taj Mahal is very impressive as a building. Have you seen it, John? I haven't, but the photos of it are just, wow. I see it and I just think to myself, wow. Yeah. To have done that in ancient times, impressive. Yeah, I, I read it cost um, in ancient times the equivalent of like 1 billion US dollars to build in the 1600s, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it's nuts. Wow. Wow, what a building. Privately funded, too. Wow. The turtles go to fight Baxter at this point, which he then turns um, a billboard at the pier into a glob monster, into just this, you know, amorphous, right over Andrew's left shoulder blob of a monster. I thought he was glue. That was my kind of assumption is that he's made of glue. Yeah. So I looked this up because uh, I wanted to add him. So this is a, a, a new villain. Um, and I'm not sure if we want to group all these monsters together. Probably makes sense. Yeah. However, this blob monster who is on the screen behind me right here. So again, pulled into the video game from this episode. So in the video game, he's called Cement Man. Mm. You can kind of, to Chris's point, you can kind of see why they would call him that because as he's throwing his goo or blob, it is sticking like the turtles. Like Mikey gets pinned up against the wall. Dunny's sword gets covered. Uh, so call him what you will, but he does appear in Turtles in Time. So this is a prehistoric t- turtle source level, mm. which I think is like the second or third one. So he's one of the one of the bad guys in that. Yeah, pretty effective as a bad guy too, which we'll get into. Um, so turtles are fighting Baxter at this point. We go back to Blodgett's apartment where Mortimer, the amazing cat that he is, ends up untying Blodgett, who then slips out of his apartment and then finds the Sarnavometer right in the trash. Just a total rebuke of Baxter's action there. Turtles are now fighting the Glob Monster, which is very effective at the start. Mikey gets stuck up against a wall. Leo goes to save him. Leo's then katanas get globbed up, stuck to the wall. So those two are both out of commission at the start. Donnie goes to stab the monster in the heart, to which Raph is then just hanging on his back as a little barnacle and is like, hey, Donnie, I got you. They both basically fall off then. And then the goo monster, the glob monster. Splooges um, on them. Yeah, splooges <laughs> basically sticks them to the ground. <laughs> Um, to no which point is Mikey just getting instantly plastered to the wall? He sucks. <laughs> he's the t- I. <laughs> so <laughs> he's up there. Just the reaction of Leo, like I'll save you. He was so into saving Mikey, and that his reaction is very funny. Yeah, his katana was really no match for this glob either. He's yeah. like hacking at it, and then gets got. I've also um, it's funny how the three of us just shit on the others turtles. Your turtle, oh, I'm not, I, I'm doing it. It's like, mostly Chris. Tongue in cheek. Yeah. But Mikey does every episode. He's the first turtle to start a fight and he always instantly gets crushed. Uh, yeah, I can't argue with it's that. Just, it's just, yeah. Maybe it turns around like he ends up, 
he, he goes in, he gets crushed, and then ultimately he throws his nunchucks at something. It's a recipe for success, if you ask me. So Baxter is now proclaiming victory on the Turtles and is basically saying, I won, I beat you guys. Shredder then kicks down a door, and he has a good line where he's basically like, you're an idiot, and I'm going to tell everyone about at how much eulogy. you are at, yeah, as I deliver yeah. your eulogy. Yeah, because I think Baxter says something like, these will be your last words, and then Shredder plays off of that and basically tells Baxter he's fucked. For, <laughs> yeah. For he's turning on him. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy's coming in and yeah. kicking your ass, buddy. Yeah. Three times over. The fucking belt is out and it's being cracked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he and the the goo monster is going to splooge on Shredder, but he just uses his spikes and instantly shreds the. He's unaffected by this paper mache like goo. Um, Leo is able to escape and get loose from the wall. He frees Mikey, frees Donnie and Raph. He then ends up just putting out an SOS signal on the turtle com as I would say a smart move. I guess the only other people that have the turtle comms are Splinter and April. Um, but he's basically saying, Hey, we might need this in the future. Um, Baxter then because he's about to get his ass kicked, creates another monster, a lightning or a zap monster. Um, the turtles are then forced to fight this electric monster. They end up using their weapons as sort of, I don't know, whatever you call it, poles to detract the electricity. Conduits? Conduct, yeah, conduits. Engineers. And they're like, we need an insulator. So they end up digging up or basically kicking up a rug to deflect the um, the electricity. Blodgett shows up. He's been tracking the crystals because he really wants the helmet back. He shows up um, at a time where Shredder is about to kick Baxter's ass. So Shredder and Blodgett fight off the helmet from Baxter. Blodgett ends up falling into a pool. Um. I think right before Baxter's about to get his ass kicked, he tries to turn one of the spire domes that's gold into something. And this is really when Blodgett learns, um, or I guess we all learn as the audience too, that it just doesn't work on gold. It has no effect on gold. Um, so the helmet gets kicked off of Baxter pretty easily. Um, he Shredder takes the helmet by basically biffing Baxter right in the head. He like pokes he him or doink him. I didn't know if he yeah. poked him in the <laughs> eyes or biff or doink. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it wasn't it was more of a doink. I would say it was a poke about in the biffing forehead. until John just, just said it. I haven't heard biff in like 20 years. It's uh, <laughs> so the first thing I've biff. Remember Padiddle? Yeah. You remember but ultimately disappointing Baxter like up big and just blows yeah. the lead. Yeah, yeah. Had everyone trapped, everything he would have wanted, and then foolishly goes for the gold dome. Yeah. So Shredder now has the helmet. He throws that bad puppy on. Because Baxter lost the helmet, everything that he's created is disappear. So Taj Mahal's gone. Both monsters disappear. I think they end up then, they're just in like an abandoned warehouse, whatever the Taj Mahal was transformed from. 
Um, Shredder's got the helmet. He creates a bubble. The turtles are, I think at this point are stunned or they're just sort of loafing around basically as this thing has been, (laughs) they're like, where the hell am I now? Shredder creates a bubble that's meant to constrict and kill the turtles. And then he flies off on a magic carpet. <laughs> yeah, right. You're fucking yeah. ripping that page right out of Aladdin's yeah. book. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Creates the lamest death machine, a shrinking plastic bubble, and then just blows through the wall. <laughs> and standing, not even sitting on it. He's standing on it. Just, just yeah. the wall. He's like, fuck, I really need to destroy the interstate bridge. And I don't have time to actually watch these turtles die because I'm so yeah. fucking amped up on this carpet. The generic, the generic interstate bridge. I can't name it. <laughs> interstate with what? With Jersey? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I guess the bridge. It's like the whatever is the bridge that goes over the the. Um, I don't even know what river it's the that fucking is. Fucking interstate so. bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had I so as I I. I guess I didn't realize when I when I watched the episode the first time that he took a flying carpet out of there because later on we see it again. I'm like, what the hell is this? But yeah, when I rewatched it today, I'm, he just zips out of there on the carpet, like fucking gone. I I wonder if like the writers or the the producers like got heat from a prior episode where they had real bullets and they were like, you know, last episode where they were actually getting shot at with the with the trash can lids and all that. I wonder if somebody came in and was like, look. Guns are out. We got to make it softer. <laughs> Bubbles, magic carpet. Like Aladdin just came out. We got to capitalize on that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of bullets, let's just put a giant foot coming out of this thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so now April and Splinter, they're in the turtle van. I think at this point they got the SOS message. So they know that the turtles are in trouble. They roll up into the warehouse, this bubble that's shrinking Splinter uses his bow staff, pops it, saves the turtles. Um, Blodgett then saves April from a collapsing wall. So he, you know, saves her from injury and then tells the turtles and the group that the helmet has no effect on gold. So Blodgett coming in with some key information. Yeah. Then Leo like cock blocks him basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> April, yeah. he saves April and they're having a moment. And, and Leo comes in and basically, like, we don't have time for that. Blodgett. And then I think he maybe tells them about the gold and then it's to the next scene. Yeah. Yeah. April proposes that they go to the museum of natural history for golden shields from the Roman empire that they can use to uh, fight shredder at this point, which gold would be the last material you want as a shield. Yeah. It's the softest. So soft. Yeah. So soft. Definitely knew that. The turtles then, we're, we're back in the blimp. This blimp's getting a lot of action. They're in the blimp. They're all flying up there. They have these golden shields. They then see these like rock monsters that are just trudging through the river toward the interstate bridge that are presumably going to destroy this bridge as Shredder sits there on his magic carpet. <clears throat> Raph, um, I think takes a little bit of a leadership role here. Basically tells them, hey, detach the glider from the blimp. We're going to fucking scoot out of here. Pop and deflate the blimp so that it falls onto the rock monsters and they get wrapped up and sort of can't move with the blimp. Yeah, Smart page move. out of Biden's book right there. 
Wow. I just, yeah. A little political humor for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that how they shot down the um, uh, UFO things or whatever? Yeah. (laughs) They just lit it up with fighter jets. We are, yeah. We're, as right now, we're fucking shooting anything out of the sky. Anything that's floating up there, we're just firing missiles at it. It's crazy. Yeah. Which I, aside, (laughs) I read the report, like the first missile they fired missed. And the official report from like the White House or whatever was just where it's unclear where the first missile landed. <laughs> so someone's house just got like taken out by a, a stray missile. It, it hit the train. It hit the train that was uh, in yeah. Ohio. Yeah. What is going on with that train? I don't know. It was crazy times right now. Yeah. For sure. I just as a quick aside on those balloons. So I I read that it was that like our radar. However, our radar was created it was not able to detect very high slow moving objects yeah so once we saw this balloon and shot the fuck out of it we're like all right we got to fix this and now it's like who it's shit has been up there and we got to shoot this stuff down canada's like hey come help us we got shit you got to shoot down it's crazy anyways wild times yeah blimp pops flops on the rock monsters they go down shredders like oh shit the turtles are coming, tries to use his helmet to fight them. They got these gold shields that are deflecting the bands. Um, Shredder then he bounces gets, off. Yeah, he, he basically gets tackled off of the magic carpet, right? The turtles come in. Yeah. They, uh, do they jump off the glider or does the glider just collide with the yeah, carpet? They like get flung off the glider. Basically, turtle missiles just coming in yeah. with shields, shields blazing just slam into him yeah the helmet his helmet pops off so now everything that he's created disappears it falls off right next to the zarnavometer that donnie has created which then donnie's like shredder i created this thing so that if it touches the crystals it explodes which is just a wild move yeah incredibly convenient and like late information that would have been nice to know earlier in the episode well so here's what i was gonna say is Baxter tossing the Zarnavometer into the trash while he was wearing the helmet. Genius move in hindsight. In hindsight, for sure. And I do think Donnie drops a line because when I rewatched the episode, I noticed there is foreshadowing where he says something's about to go off or explode. Mm. And it's mentioned randomly. Oh, yeah. You don't really pick up on it. He says Shredder's like a walking bomb about ticking time bomb or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so it does foreshadow, and but it all comes together here. So he created the ultimate machine to track this thing down, and they know they have to destroy it somehow. So what better way? Isn't that how like Superman dies? Isn't Krypton? Isn't he made from Kryptonite, but he can die from Kryptonite or something? Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. There's so what out there that's going to freak out that we just said that? But yeah, yeah, probably. Donnie is playing chess, and we're all playing checkers. It's Big fast. brain move by Donnie. Um. He's like, Shredder, this thing's reaching critical mass. Shredder just tosses it off the bridge. Uh, it explodes in the river, protecting everyone from harm. And there, there's a little bit of the turtles are like, oh, shit. Did we just kill Shredder? Because he, he disappears and sort of runs off at that point. And it, it sounds like there's a little bit of remorse that they potentially killed this guy. Um, but I, one of the turtles is like, no, he's he didn't. Unfortunately, didn't die. Um 
that's the end of the battle scene. And then the last last scene of the episode, it's April reporting the news about the day, what happened. We're in Blodgett's apartment. He's got his job back, which is good because he was sort of crucial. April put in a good word for him. He wants to take the whole crew out to the most expensive dinner that he can. Um, but then April breaks the news that he's got to use his salary to replace the van that he drove into the river. And then he suggests that the turtles get pizza to which they're very excited. And then end scene. Yeah, I did like, they showed the turtles changing the channels on the TV. We got a Smurfs knockoff and a, um, what's the mice that sing? The chipmunks. chipmunks. Yeah. Chipmunks. Little chipmunks knockoff too, which was funny. Yeah, and then was there like a turtle Rambo or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah clever. Yeah. And that is the end of the episode recap. What yeah. did we... Awesome, awesome yeah. episode. I liked it. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great episode. Action-packed. I do like that we're moving away from this uh, Eye of Zarnoth thing because that's occupied the last four or five episodes. So I do like the the fact that they broke out you know, a mini segment or a mini series within season two. Um, but again, just hopeful for more bad guys. Yeah. Looking for variety. Yeah. We like it. Speaking of bad guys, let's get into the villain power ranking. All right. Villain power rankings. Let's get into it. So we've got one new, bad guy for this episode which is the eye of sarnoth monsters that includes the glob monster and the lightning monster and As a, uh whatever shredder made those big um oh yeah rock monsters guys. yeah stone guys rock lobsters rock lobster remember that song yeah, yeah. family guy right oh yeah <laughs> and also price chopper working <laughs> mm. So uh, recap here, villain power rankings, running from top to bottom. We've got one Shredder, two Krang, three Baxter Stockman, four Mutant Plant, five General Trag and Granitaurus, six Rodneys, seven Mousers, eight Omnis, nine Bebop and Rocksteady, ten Punks, eleven Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang, and twelve Foot Soldiers. So as we normally do, let's discuss any changes to the existing list first, and then we can slot in the new guys. Chris, what are we thinking about villains this week? I want to rocket Baxter Stockman to the top of the board. Yep. Oh, you're putting him at number one? Yeah, I think he did everything flawlessly except the loss to Shredder. I think throwing the, the Zarnov monitor out was a mistake. John, I can see your angle that it was actually beneficial knowing that they it would be used to destroy the helmet, but he found the, the crystal piece. He okey-doked the turtles with his glasses and got their disguises off. He went back, found the Zarnovmometer, found the crystal piece that was lost or the helmet that was lost. He had the turtles dead to rights with the goo monster, and then Shredder came in, screwed it up, and ultimately beat him, but just an absolute powerhouse episode from Baxter. I, I agree with most of what you said, but I think in my mind, you know, I thought Baxter would go to two because Shredder still beats him. So I guess it comes down to more of a philosophical. Is, is 
are we looking at it with respect to the turtles and how the villains battle the turtles or is just overall presence that they carry? I think overall, I, I, I think overall presence and I think Baxter should be number one here. All right. Well, I'm outvoted. What's your justification, John? I just, yeah, I think he was, you know, flamed through the outfits off the turtles, Garth that found all the crystals, created this whole thing, you know, just overall big episode. Yeah, he got biffed by Shredder and lost the helmet, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, in season two, Baxter has made huge strides. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't think he was in season one at all. He might have been, maybe at the I think very he end. Just did the, he made the Mausers and then went to like the Insane Asylum. Yeah, so the he's, asylum secrets. Yeah, yeah, he's had a strong, <laughs> strong season two. So, yeah. I mean, I semantics, but I, yeah, I, I had him at one or two. So yeah. I'm fine with him at one. Shredder, do you think anybody else needs a move? Um, I don't. I think Shredder still at two is okay because Krang didn't do much other than a couple FaceTime calls, and no one else really did anything. So. Yeah, I agree. Krang pretty stagnant. This, yeah. Pretty much this whole season. Yeah. All right. Let's go. So then where would we slot the Eye of Sarnoth monsters? They were pretty effective against the turtles, globbing them up. I think the only they only got defeated because the helmet got kicked off of Baxter, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, indeed. Shredder kind of defeated one a little bit. Yeah, I would say my I was thinking they're above the mutant plant, but below Krang. Whoa, it's kind of the neighborhood I had them in. Although the soldiers, if we include the stone soldiers, that drags them down a little bit because they were completely ineffective. Yeah, they didn't do shit. Goo Goo Monster <clears throat> didn't really get defeated. Electric Monster, I would say, was probably about to get defeated, but disappeared first. But the goo monster beat the turtles. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else has done that, really. I mean, I guess that also, do we give Baxter credit for that or do we give the goo monster? But Yeah, I think, so in my mind, um, I thought the goo monster had a strong showing, but I don't think it was as high as the mutant plant kind of area. I thought it was below... I would say in between Ominous and the Mausers, because I think in my mind, it only captured two of the turtles, like the blob monster, at least. Um, mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that. You could, you could debate that he had all four kind of dead to rights, but I thought it was really just half the group. So to, in my mind, that would slot in, you know, below, below the Mausers um, and above Ominous. John, what do you think? Hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, I would probably cut it right in the middle between above the Rodney's but below General Track. I do. John. Yeah, I think they Classic were middle brother. effective. Yeah, I think that's about right. Like, I think I would want if I was a villain. I think I would. Definitely take them over the roadkill Rodneys. 
but I still think, yeah, not as good. I like that word. I think, too, the Roadco Rodneys are suffering from just having been so long ago and not having made an appearance. Yeah. Because they were very effective, but it's been like eight episodes since they've Yeah, I guess I can't use that as a, as a benchmark anymore because they've been falling due to inactivity. So. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine with where it is right now. Yeah. Or even Andrew, I, I guess I can agree with where you said if you want to go lower on them. No, I think that's okay. You know, because again, um, a lot of I mean, everything down here has been missing from season two, basically. What a recency um, bias in our yeah. Poll, yeah. Our rankings. So, and then at some point too, we're we're probably going to fall into like just updating the top ten, maybe, or there's like a you know recurring. I I don't know how we'll differentiate, but there's at some point we're gonna have too many to, to run through this whole list and to remember them all. So we may have to start drafting, you know, honorable mentions off or something like that at some point. Maybe, but, maybe tier, tier rankings. Maybe. John's a big yeah. tier ranking guy. Yeah, we'll uh, figure it out. We'll figure it out, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with where the monsters land and where I, I agree. Baxter, he's been, this, he's been, uh, you know, the sleeper this season. So, We'll continue to see how his character develops, especially considering this rift he's now developed with Shredder. Yeah. It's very interesting. Okay. Good villain power rankings. Chris, what time is it? It's turtle ranking. I was going to say turtleisms, but... It is turtleisms. Oh. Well, you you misled me because when you say what time is it, pizza time is the perfect (laughs) answer to that. That's true. I'll use that next. All right. It's turtleism time, baby. What do we got? Oh, Chris, do you want to uh, do you want to lead the way here? <laughs> the I noticed nah. that it was empty on Trello. Yeah, no, I, I did record them, so I don't mind running through if you guys want to chime in. So I had the only one I had was we got a Mondo out of um out of Donnie. A couple Mondo, not notion. Donnie, out of uh, Mikey. Yeah, so we got Mondo Disasters, the first one I picked up on. Holy Guacamole. So this is all with those um, dock workers, that whole scene. The dock workers call them shellbacks, which I don't know if that's the first appearance, but that becomes a common... Almost sounds a little racist. Insult, yeah. Uh, we get Cowabunga from Mikey, Mondo Notion from Mikey, another Cowabunga from Mikey. He, he Where were the Cowabungas? It. Did I just miss those? Cowabunga, uh, I don't know if it was the first one. One is when he's on the barrel and he, and at first when it like uh, rolls him back and he yells Cowabunga. And then the second one, I think is when he's on the dragon. Um, but there were definitely two. And then he drops a boys in blue. And then the only other one thing I got that wasn't from Mikey was Baxter says turtle soup. And he does yeah. like a. Yeah, he does the, <laughs> the, the Hannibal Lecter. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like the Barbara beans in a nice Chianti. Yeah. <laughs> what? You don't know what I'm talking about? You guys have ever watched that movie? Silence yeah. of the Lambs? Yeah, it puts lotion in the basket. Or maybe it's when he's in the cell. I don't know when he does the thing, but he, Anthony Hopkins definitely does it. Yeah. John, did you have any of that I missed? No. I don't do the turtleism, so you guys do the turtleism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even it, John, if you're leading the episode, you're supposed to keep record. Not me. So, so we, got... we agreed on that. The Boys in Blue one always makes me laugh. Like the, I think the last episode when the bank robbery happened, Leo was like, yeah, we'll let the Boys in Blue clean this one up. And then they just run away. Yeah. Yeah, quite a few though. So we're, we're uh, 
At some point, I should tally those up. But we've got eight new ones this episode. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Chris, what time is it? Pizza time, John. Pizza time. Okay. It's pizza time. So we got a lot on the wheel. I think the only new one we added this week was cheese. Is that right, Andrew? Yeah, and that's over here. I found a picture of mozzarella. I pixelated it. So we've got cheese, which is new. Previously, we've got pepperoni, anchovy, extra olives, chocolate chip and caramel fudge, cornflakes, peanut butter and jelly, everything but the green vegetables, jelly bean and mushroom, tofu and bean sprout, mini pizzas, banana and sausage, and sashimi. So that's 13 total. Very nice. So obviously our second largest. My brain says you. I want to have you know pepperoni or cheese because it would taste the best. But given that we've had two easy pizzas the last two episodes, I hope that I get something obscure just for better content. Do you want to shuffle or do you want to keep it as is? No, no, let's keep it as is. I'm fine with that. All right. And here we go. We're off. My vote's on olives. No, jeez! Wow. Listen, the wheel is just <laughs> a nice, nice cheese pizza coming up. I'll put extra cheese on it just for the theme. All right. You couldn't have any. Do. Couldn't have any pizza. more of a softball, Chris. Hey, you guys got one. Yeah, balls are so soft. all right right. (laughs) so i guess yeah that that should be it we'll we'll see you guys next week any um any parting thoughts andrew chris uh i did finish the 87 series this week wow so all 196 or however many episodes there were they're in the bag, so my full attention now is on TMNT Shellcast episodes. So I would encourage listeners that want to play along, we could have some fun here. You could watch the episode, leave us a turtle com, ask us a question, maybe suggest a future segment, Reptile Draft. If you got some ideas, tweet us. There's a whole lot of ways to get involved. So um, please do that. Please, please share the the word, spread the word about TMNT Shellcast. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all I got. I'll say merch is coming. We ran into surprisingly a little bit of a licensing issue um, that I'm working around, but there is merch coming. We've got stuff planned. It's just a matter of getting it approved, I guess, and able to sell. Yeah, um, and that that will be up on the website as well. I'll link to that. Yep. Do we need to um? Do we need to give Donnie, Mike, Leo, and Rafa buzz and get their approval? <laughs> Sure, John. <laughs> you got a shell phone ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. Corny. Okay. All right. I like it. We got the merch. Social media is down below. Watch out for that. And we will see you next week. See you guys. Cowbunga. Bunga.